When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our April 2017 edition of our show. Happy to have you listening. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show. We invite you to call in and read a poem. The number is 646-716-7362. Call in. You can direct connect via Skype or the direct connect button on the webpage as well. No content or style restrictions. We just want to hear your poetry. And hear what you have to say. A new poem, an old poem, a poem of questionable age. And I'm going to want to know what's going on in your poetry world. Tell us about your latest book, a poem you just got published somewhere, a website that you like to put poetry at. Perhaps there's a really cool event going on in your town. Poetry event of some kind. Give us a call. Tell us all about it. The number is 646-716-7362. It's April here in the United States. It's National Poetry Month. But I would like to uh, invite all the countries in the rest of the world to feel free to adopt that as well. We'll share. It's for you too. It's uh, International Poetry Month, let's just say. Worldwide Poetry Month. It's Planet Earth Poetry Month. If you'd like. I mean, I don't know that that's up to me to make that decision, but uh, I'm more than happy to share it with you. And with that in mind, we've been publishing a poem every month. Uh, Sorry, that's not at all what I meant to say. We've been publishing a poetry writing prompt every day. Yes, that's correct. Uh, since April 1st. You can see all of the different writing prompts that we published on our website. Go to poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. And sure enough, there you'll find all of the the prompts that we've published. There's a little box in the upper right-hand corner which shows you what today's writing prompt is. And there's a menu, a special menu, special projects menu where you can see all the past posts. And, uh, And they're all there. Why do we do this? Because uh, there's a maybe maybe you do this too. You you might participate in Napo Rimo uh, hashtag uh, where you decide that you're going to write a poem every single day during National Poetry Month. You may not need writing prompts. You may just be doing this on your own. But in case you're looking for an idea of something to write, you're looking for uh, a, a new idea. Perhaps uh, even if you are writing poems all the time without any help, uh, it's pretty cool to see, to get some ideas of other ways to do it as well. So um, every single day we're publishing a writing prompt on our website and in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group. These writing prompts were submitted by 
many, many poetry superhighway readers. Uh, we, we got about 100 in, I think, and of course there's only 30 days in the month, so I had to pick 30 out of the 100. Uh, tough, tough decisions there because there were a lot more that I would have loved to have, have used. But uh, So every single day we're, we're taking one of them, we put them up, and uh, invite you to uh, to read it and use it in your own Napo Rimo activities, or perhaps, uh, uh, well, if you do write a poem for one of these, well, the other thing that we're asking, uh, inviting you to do, is to post the poem as uh, a comment to that prompt's post in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group. So uh, as I mentioned, all these prompts are being posted every single day. It's what, the uh, 23rd of the month today? So the 23rd prompt just went up this morning, this morning Pacific time. And uh, there's been a couple people, I really want to uh, uh, call out a couple of people who every single day have uh, written a poem to these prompts and have not failed to... uh, uh, to um, to to respond to in the Facebook group with their poems. So, Ree Sheridan Rose every single day she's she's posted her poem in uh, in response to it every single day. That's 22 so far, not not today's yet. And also Catherine Darangowski. Congratulations to both of you for uh, uh, so far writing 22 poems. That's incredibly awesome. Um, and we've got uh, seven more to go. One will be posted uh, today. If it hasn't already, I thought it was, but I didn't see it in the Facebook group, so maybe I need to check into that. Um, and we'll be posting one all the way through the 30th. So that's 30 poem ideas for you. What else is going on? Well, let me tell you. We are. Uh, uh, we just published our 19th annual Yom HaShoah Holocaust Remembrance Day issue uh, today. Actually, it was, went up yesterday, officially published on the dates of uh, tomorrow through next Sunday. Um, we've done this every year for 19 years. Uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day this year is tomorrow, or technically starts tonight in the Jewish calendar. And um, every single year for, for all these years, we've invited people to submit poetry responding to the Holocaust. And uh, we've published many, many, many poems. Today, we have 55 poets up in this special issue. So normally, we publish only two poets per week, chosen from emailed submissions to Poet of the Week. We suspend that limitation only for this special issue. Uh, we just I just feel it's important to um, uh, that this event be remembered and thought about uh, by as many people as possible. So instead of publishing two poets this week, we published 55, and you can read all 55 poems on our website at Poetry Super. Highway.com. If you're one of the people in the issue uh, and you happen to be listening, I'd love for you to call in and 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 read your poem. It's not the uh, the theme of today per se. Anyone can call in and read any poem about anything. But uh, if you happen to be uh, uh, one of those poets, if you have a poem on that topic, of course you're welcome to to call uh, in and read that as well. Last thing I want to tell you about before we get to our callers is uh, we are just about ready to start soliciting prizes for our annual summer poetry contest. I think it's our 21st annual contest, maybe 20th. I forget. I lose track of how many years these various things have been going on. I'll find out. I'll let you know. 
Uh, but every year we have a poetry contest over the summer, dollar per poem entry fee. Um, the winner, the top three winners take all th- take 100% of the uh, entry fees taken in. None of that money goes goes to us. It just goes right back to the winners. Um, and also thanks to the generosity of many, many sponsors, we have uh, been able to give every single person who's entered a prize just for entering. So um, the way we do that is by soliciting prizes from, from you. So if you've got a poetry book or a handful of poetry books or um, anything which you think would be of interest to poets and writers, I invite you uh, to think about that. Uh, the submission form isn't quite open yet, but um, uh, but pretty soon it will be because we're going to be starting the contest a week or two earlier uh, this year than we did in previous years, uh, partially because of uh, the different travel vacation travel schedule that I'll be on. Um, uh, so we'll be starting the call for prizes a little bit earlier, and I invite you to uh, think about what you might want to uh, offer. Uh, some good benefits as a sponsor of the contest. We give you a free classified ad in our um, in our uh weekly newsletter, which goes out to thousands of people, as well as on the website for the duration of the contest. It's about three minutes of a poetry and writing-related classified ad. And uh, um, your name will be listed as a sponsor, and uh, you'll help to make our contest one of the most fair uh, and accessible contests to everyone in that, uh, as we've done every year, uh, hopefully we'll be able to give every single person a prize just for entering. Um, in addition to the uh, cash prizes that the actual winners get. All right, so that's it. That's everything I have to tell you. We're going to get to our callers now. The number to call in again is 646-716-7362. Please call in. Uh, I'd love to, we'd love to hear your poem, and we'd love to hear what's going on in your poetry world. Our first caller is a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Rick. Yeah. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, this sounds awesome, like Alex, buddy from, boy. Alex from Canada. You know the you know the voice very good, no, sir. Thanks. Well, yeah, I've, I actually memorized the uh, the uh, vocal patterns of of everyone in Canada. So pretty much anyone can call in from north of the border, and I'll know exactly exactly who it is. I don't mean to make you not feel special, but. Um, um, how, how are you that doing? Gift you were born with, Rick. I mean, like everyone knows, you have that special gift and talent. So, I, I guess they do now. Um, how, how's Absolutely. life uh, north of the border today? North of the border is about uh, eight degrees Celsius and a little bit of sunny weather, and uh, the plants are starting to come up and the grass is getting green, so it's good, right? That sounds good. What's uh, uh, eight degrees in Celsius? What does that make it in Fahrenheit, roughly? I mean, is that an unfair question? Um, probably about forty-eight to fifty degrees in that range. That's not. Uh, it's not what? bad. I, I just. I just checked. On, I just checked online while you were talking. It's forty-six point four. In right. case anyone wants to know, which being a Southern Californian doesn't sound very good. It still sounds. Colder than I want it to be, but you're saying it's good. Yeah, I mean it. It's supposed to be probably right now about twelve, thirteen degrees, but today is on the cool side. So, okay. 
I was. Uh, by the way, you you have a poem in uh, in this week's uh, poetry uh, Yomashoa issue, and I was uh, um, I was pleased uh, to, that you sent it in, and um, e- even more so because I actually saw how to spell the name of your city for the first time ever. Oh, cool. Uh, that's not the one that I brought with me today, though, Rick. I don't have that one on me handy right now to read, though. I wish I did. It's not a problem. I just was uh, I just was uh, pointing that out. But thank you so much for uh, including my poem in there, Rick. That's uh, um, that's very nice of you to do that. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, what do you have for us today? Um, something that's very touching. Something that's very current with what's going on in the world and it just came to me the other day and it's something that rick i wrote up at work in like uh, half an hour but when people hear this they're gonna go holy mackerel and the title rick is called right and it goes like this daddy asked his daughter what's the most important thing in the world she replied love Hit the nail on the head, smart cookie is this girl, as from this does all emanate. It starts and stops here. With it, much is possible. Without, there's loss on all fronts. Creativity comes to a standstill. Little one asked her father, don't we all have such feelings? He stared into her eyes, maybe once a long time ago. Then how can we make this right, came the words from innocence. We all need to remember what brought us in the first place. Don't most want to be happy, to be in a state of peace, to venture forth with a smile on their face, instead of a frown of despair? As she saw the light, she wondered what the problem was, why we were not already there. But then she heard of ego, With this comes impediments, a gigantic wall that keeps us from our calling. But if it's man-made, why can't we fix it? This takes consensus. If we all could just agree. Like we talk things out? Yes, exactly like that. If we can, then anyone can. If we are all only mature, right? Right. End poem. And Great, Rick, Alice, that can thank be you. applicable. That can be applicable father to daughter with what's going on just between them, what's going on in your own country, what's going on between the United States and North Korea, between Syria and what's going on in their six-year war, what's going on with the famine in Africa, what's going on anywhere else that has conflict right now. Because, Rick, we have, in what I've always told people, we have one of the best brains going if we only used it. If we go beyond the 5% potential that we've only used as a caveman, if we go to even 10%, Rick, guess what? There's no more ego, there's no more war, there's no more famine, There's no more killing. There's no more aggression. We all live in peace as John Lennon wanted us to be, and we start becoming and coming close to the potential that we have as ascended beings. That's my message for today, Rick. 
It's good to know. Let me ask you a question. This is more less about the 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 content or the theme of your poem, and more more like a a, a down and dirty uh, aspect of of the piece of the actual format. the The poem ended with the word uh, "write" twice, right? And I'm just wondering. Um, so when you when you spoke the poem, when you uh, read it to us. Um, the intonation, the way that you read it, was really was was it was really clear what was happening. How do you put that on the page um, so the the two rights uh, make sense? Is there a way to uh, delineate the pause? Is the punctuation different? Just how does that work? If in the last line I said if we are if we all are only mature, and then I put a comma, and then the first word right is all in capital letters and then another comma, and then write again is all in capital letters, and then a period. And all that is to do, Rick, is to be for wanting the intention of exclamation, of saying we are not at five minutes to midnight anymore, Rick. We are five minutes after midnight. And yes, North Korea says with the United Nations last week, we are all now in a state of threat of thermal nuclear war. Well, why the hell is that? Because we're so friggin' stupid? Because we don't, we, we don't recognize the gift that we have and the earth that we have and the life that we have and the, how much it is that it's an honor and a privilege to be on this earth and how we should treat the earth and to treat all life and all people man, woman, child, and to treat all living things with the same honor, dignity, and respect? Because that's the problem in the world right now, Rick. People have gone for thousands of years, and especially the people in the Middle East, my God, Rick, it's so ingrained. They're born with, 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 with a weapon in their hand, it almost seems. Do you know what I mean? They're born with a hatred. Is, is that supposed to be inherent in our spirit of course not that is something that that is meant to be there because it's a controlling factor on the human consciousness without the fear without the anger without the war we start thinking about the higher energy levels and what we're capable of doing these these negative energies with with hatred and with aggression they keep us down, Rick. They keep us heavy. They keep us away from what our potential is. And our sure. potential Alex, is. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that message, and and I'm I'm certainly glad that a poem came out of it. And um, I, I appreciate you joining us uh, today, as you as you do uh, every uh, week. And I hope that uh, your message doesn't fall on deaf ears. I hope we all live to see another day and to see the earth. Um, not be treated the way it's been and that we all come together rick in a circle the way the united nations is supposed to be rick and everybody lives in a circle in a sphere of peace love happiness and harmony rick that is what my my wish is for the world and for the greater macro for the universe to be all in peace and one it's a beautiful message. Um, Alex, thanks so much for calling in, and we'll talk to you next time. Um, that was uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, 
Canada uh, reading a, reading a, a new poem, and uh, as, as I mentioned, he also has a poem in the uh, in today's Holocaust uh, uh, Memorial Day issue as well, the Yom HaShoah issue, which we put up yesterday, which includes 55 poets. Uh, moving on, our next uh, well, uh, the call, the number for you to call in is area code six four six. Seven one six seven three six two. Plenty of time for you to get in and share a poem. Don't be shy. What an awesome thing it is to have the chance to share your poem with people. Maybe it's something that you just wrote that you want to get out there and see how it sounds as it uh, as it comes off your uh, lips and tongue, or maybe it's a uh, one that you're really confident about that you've uh, had for a while that you um, want to share with our audience. Uh, call in area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller. Is from the 913 area code. Hello. Um, 913, are you there? Yeah, it, it, this is Tina Hacker. Is that who you're, you're calling? I'm, I'm 913. Hi, Tina. Nice to hear Hi. your voice. Um, I have a poem in the uh, uh, Holocaust issue, which thank you very much for, for publishing it. Um, I My always pleasure. think that that it's a an honor to be in this. I was in last year too. Um, I was going to read it, but um, I decided to um, read read another one that talks about about veterans. Um, I've been a poetry editor for a magazine called Veterans Voices for 35 years, and um, it started out as a project for veterans who were wounded after World War II, um, but now it's open to all veterans. I'm not a veteran, but I wrote this poem, and it was published by Kansas City Voices. Um, I do want to say just maybe, um, oh, God, I'm, I'm losing it on my computer. Um that the title of the poem that I have in the Yamaha Shoah issue is Where the Chips Fall. And a um, few people wanted me to change the name. They said, oh, that's that's way too lighthearted for this, you know, very dark poem. And um, But that was how the Holocaust was. Very often it was just luck that saved your life. Um, more than anything else. And I thought where the chips fall um, really ha- you know, got that idea across. Um, the poem I'd like to read is called uh, No Purple Heart. Um, it's about the fact that um, the Pentagon uh, passed a rule that veterans with PTSD and I just lost it again, um, would not um, be eligible for the Purple Heart. And um, what I can say is that the smoke just came out of my ears hearing that because so many of our veterans have PTSD, and it's very serious, and it should be respected as a serious illness not just something that people are, let's say, imagining or something like that. Okay, no Purple Heart. Having trouble getting my computer to really... Oh, come on. Okay. No Purple Heart. 
and and this is um, a little bit of introduction. The Pentagon has decided not to award the Purple Heart to veterans who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. Kansas City Star, January 12, 2009. Blood flows down his arms onto fingers fighting the urge to hide inside a fist. He squeezes his eyes shut, takes shallow breaths to block the brackish odor. There is no blood. He knows that. Remembers the joke he was telling when the IED shredded his buddies during his third tour in Afghanistan. He knows. He knows but tries to wipe away the blood he sees on the floor, wonders if he can sacrifice it to some ancient god. He hopes the blood won't dilute words on his honorable discharge papers, staying job applications, blur a marriage license. That's the end. That's great, Tina. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, uh, 35 years you've been editing this magazine? Well, let's see. I started in 1976, and um, for most of the years there were two poetry editors, two prose editors. The last five or six years I've been um, the only poetry editor. The magazine called Veterans Voices comes out three times a year, and it's part of a project that you can learn more about online called the Veterans Voices Writing Project. It used to be the Hospitalized Veterans Writing Project, and it started right after World War II in 1946. The veterans were bored silly in the hospitals, and so um, Writing Gates went in and started helping them write poems and stories as something to do and to get their emotions out um, no matter how they felt. We publish uh, poems and prose that are for government, anti-government, pro-war, against war, and then all, also a bunch of, of non-war-related subjects. You can really write about just about anything. And um, the idea is to help people get their ideas and their thoughts and emotions out and help both the readers and the writers. That's so cool um, that uh, in general and uh, and also that this has been going on for so long and that, and that you've been involved with with it for so long. So uh, thank you for all the work that you've done and continue to do on that front. Well, you're welcome. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I want to thank you for doing this kind of um, edition every year, the Holocaust edition, and for all the things that the Poetry Superhighway does. It's a great, great site, great great bunch of ideas you never know what's going to come up so again that's about it <laughs> cool well tina thank you so much for calling in and uh and then for your kind words and i hope to talk with you again okay thanks bye-bye bye all right that was uh tina hacker oh i forgot to ask where she was calling from i suppose i could look that up uh myself but um uh she has a poem in the uh current uh, issue that we just published for Yom HaShoah, and uh, obviously uh, 
uh, from uh, what she just read and the things that she's involved with. Um, uh, she's not a one-trick pony um, um, and has dedicated a lot of her creative life to, um, it, it seems, to uh, to uh, highlighting uh, creatively the, the the struggles of others. So um, very cool. I just uh, looking on the website now. It looks like Tina was calling from Leewood, Kansas. So um, there you go. The uh, information superhighway has uh, has uh, triumphed again with what it has provided me in my ability to uh, to uh, to tell you. So check out her poem online, "Where the Chips Fall." Um, it's a good one. There's a lot of good ones in uh, in the issue that I published uh, that we published yesterday. So uh, so uh, it should uh, keep you quite busy reading reading all these poems, and it's a really good time to do it with uh, Yom HaShoah coming up tomorrow. All right, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Um, we're at the half-hour mark of the show, and as we uh, like to do uh, when we can, uh, in this part of the show, we uh, highlight a spoken word track. Here's one from Marilla Braid's Blades called Ms. Betty. Shines birch inside the sheen 
a waist-like finger tracks 80 wide groceries as the moon's light blinded by snow. She That was the uh, track Ms. Betty by Marilla Blades, a spoken word track. Played that in the past on the show. Um, we try to play a spoken word track at the half-hour mark of, of the show every month uh, if we have something new, um, uh, and sometimes an old one like that one as well. If you've got uh, something that you think uh, you might qualify for this, uh, please email it to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com in MP3, please, is what I'm looking for. Um I think there's uh, something interesting that happens when we take uh, uh, our poetry um, to uh, just a level just beyond just reading a straight reading of the poem. Of course, if you want to do a straight reading, you can just you can just call in. But uh, the spoken word tracks that we're looking for um, are um, have some other element to it. Uh, there's sound effects mixed uh, in with it. You um, uh, have mixed in some music with it, um, or even if it's a live recording of something that uh, uh, that you uh, recorded at a live reading somewhere where the uh, spontaneous nature of your interaction with the audience, their reactions, etc., they create the extra uh, elements which make it a, a live track. Um, anything beyond just a, just a straight reading of the poem, which, uh, again, we invite anyone to do in our open reading here, uh, put it together in an MP3, send it to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I'll consider playing it here um, on the show. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our monthly open reading uh, sponsored by Poetry Superhighway. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the uh, MC of the show and, uh, and the guy behind the Poetry Superhighway. Um, the number for you to call in is area code 646 646- 
716-716-7362. Our next caller is uh, another block number. Hello. Hello, Rick. This is Michael. Hey, Michael. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the library. I'm not in a car. I'm not driving, and I'm going to step right outside. But I'm definitely going to get in today because it's National Poetry Month, and I'll make it real short. I came up with something that I thought would be appropriate. And so, you know, Monday was the 17th was International Haiku Poetry Day, which was implemented 10 years ago in 2007. And over at the uh, the Haiku Foundation, they had a uh, a rolling they call it Earth. Anyone interested can go over to the, the uh, Haiku Foundation website. It's Earthrise Rolling Collaborative Ongoing uh, for, uh, Haiku Thread that day. I liked it because it was global. These were poets who love haiku. Haiku is like a second language to them. Maybe I should even say a native language. But my reading for today, an Ars Poetica in three lines, the need to breathe the need to read and write poetry. Wow. Michael, as always, did it take so your breath away? Did it take your breath away? You didn't say anything. <laughs> I was just, uh, you know, I was just letting it, uh, letting it sink in. Sometimes it's the silence after the musical notes, which, you know, accentuates what it is that just happened. Um, and what I was oh, about yeah, I was, to say was I was, that, I was I was I was in good humor when I said that. I'm glad it took your breath away because that's uh, these short poems, Marco poems. Well, you know, you have you you manage and have made possible haiku universe. Yeah. Did, did I pronounce that correctly? You did, yeah. Yeah, haiku, haiku which by the way is a great neologism for what for the the name of the project, the uh, the the. What was the ongoing every daily haiku recognition and and probably some of those poets who have been there whose names appear there throughout the years? How many years has that been now? Three years, Haikuniverse? Is this is? I think Haikuniverse is um, maybe it's, it's not quite. No, I don't think it's quite two years old. I think it's um, I think it's 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 just shy of two years. Well, you know, I would be a little bit surprised that a lot of those names that appear there were part of the uh, of the, uh, the the collaborative thread, uh, haiku thread, Monday the 17th. It was a wonderful experience, especially coming after the day after coming. Uh, Easter was the day before, so coming the day after Easter. And before I move on, before we move on to the next caller, because you probably have other callers, thank you for allowing my point to be a contribution uh, again this year to the night and to the 19th century annual. Uh, Holocaust remembrance issue. Oh, I'm really glad you sent something in, Michael. I'm I'm pleased when uh, people, uh, not just to publish it, but that people, you know, the writers themselves, including yourself, think it's important enough to to participate in it. Um, did did what you wrote uh, this year? Is it was it a new piece? Was it? Uh, yeah, it was or a new piece. But you no, know, it was a new piece. Um, um, here in my, I think what influences me uh, somewhat is. About a month before or sooner, I think it was back in February, we have a Holocaust film festival at the library where I am now. And they show us uh, about four films, and there's a professor who speaks about them. I think that's somewhat influential. Um, 
the technique that I use this time where I book in the point with the superscript and the subscript, um, technique-wise, uh, I think I've done that recently with something else. But I kind of, I don't know that's how that one came about. Uh, also, one of those two quotes were influential. Uh, the term was uh, wandering Jew was influential, and I wanted to say something redemptive about that, which hopefully the, uh, the micro-poem succeeded in doing that. Okay, well, you probably have other callers. I'm glad I could get uh, in today uh, to voice for National Poetry Month. Yeah, likewise, uh, Michael. Uh, thank you so much for um, for uh, calling in, for reading your poem, and for, uh, you know, just for your ongoing participation. All right, and thank you for making it possible. You have a good week, a good month, and hopefully talk to you. What's the program for uh, May? The date uh, for May for this show is uh, Sunday, May 21st, 2 okay, o'clock p.m. Talk to you on the 21st. Hope to talk to you on the 21st. All right, sounds good. This is uh, Michael calling from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, a repeat uh, offender, as it were, here on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, always uh, typically a short poem reader, a reader of short poems. I don't know how tall he is. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help myself sometimes. Um, um, who um, is uh, uh, has a particular affinity for uh, for haiku and senryu and that, that kind of thing. And uh, though he didn't send uh, a prompt in uh, uh, this year, I, I don't think he did. Maybe we didn't pick it. I don't know. But the last couple of years, actually, he's he's had a special writing prompt, which has also appeared as part of our prompt a day project for for uh, National Poetry Month, that coincided with. Uh, with uh, the 17th International Haiku Day. So uh, there you go. That's uh, Thanks for calling in, Michael. The number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Uh, open lines, love to, uh, plenty of time for you to get your poem in uh, uh, and tell us what's going on with you in poetry uh, with the 20 minutes or so we have left in the show. Actually, 18 and a half, if you want to be specific about it. Um, so call in, area code 646 716 Seven three six two. Read a poem about anything. Maybe you're nervous about it. Don't be nervous. You could do this. You could do this. Um, Michael mentioned Haikuniverse. Um, I always forget to mention Haikuniverse when I, I, I tend to think of it as a separate project of poetry from Poetry Superhighway, but it's actually a project of Poetry Superhighway. So uh, go to Haikuniverse.com. That's H-A-I-K-U. Universe, uh, haiku universe, uh, uh, sort of combining the words haiku and universe with only one U in the middle there. Um, started a, 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 gosh, I should look at the date, but I think it's a little less than two years ago. And uh, since it went up, um, I've managed to publish a haiku or short poem every single day. Um, and uh, you can read it on the website, haikuniverse.com. You can read it on the Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash haikuniverse, um, or you can uh, get it in your email box. There's a daily email which goes out, the Haikuniverse daily email, which you can sign up for um, either on the Facebook page or on the website. And uh, every single day you will receive an email, uh, roughly 11 uh, a.m. Pacific time, 1 o'clock uh, or 2 o'clock uh, uh, Eastern time. Uh, you do the math if you live in a different time. Uh, you'll get an email with one very short poem in it. Um, I'm pretty liberal with uh, what I uh, uh, put up there in terms of uh, 
uh, it's not restricted to the traditional and classic definitions of haiku. Uh, uh, very often, um, uh, the piece will be uh, labeled haiku by and then the author's name, but it isn't necessarily a traditional haiku. It might be just a five-seven-five piece, which uh, which uh, doesn't necessarily um, uh, use uh, some of the more traditional uh, Japanese elements of a haiku, such as uh, uh, its, its attention to the season or um, including natural elements. It might not be a 575 at all. Um, uh, it might be funny. It might be future-looking. It might be past-looking. Um, and it might uh, sometimes uh, very specifically fall into the traditional elements of a haiku, um, being uh, short and including... Uh, including natural images, etc. We're pretty liberal about uh, what we consider um, the haiku. Our our our, um, our interest is in the in what you can do in the very short form. That's why we uh, it's um, that's we think there's a power to that, regardless of uh, whether it's a traditional haiku or not. So, um, if you'd like to submit something to Haikuniverse, it's pretty easy. There's a submission form right on the website. Just go to haikuniverse.com. Click on Submit, and uh, there's a little form there. You enter uh, the uh, uh, your name, you enter your email address, you um, type in or paste in your uh, your poem, your one poem into the form, and there's a little checkbox that says uh, where you have the chance right there to join the Haiku Universe email list or or decline if you prefer, and click Submit. That's it. Um, uh, what we ask people to do, uh, this is right on there, but uh, sometimes it's missed. So if you're listening, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to communicate this to you. Um, uh, we ask that you um, only submit one poem per form. So if you'd like to submit three haiku or three short poems, that's fine. Uh, but do a separate form for each one. This is very easy to fill out these forms. It's uh, you know, again, just your name, email, and the poem. So it's not like uh, there's a lot of paperwork to do for each one. Uh, just uh, we we can't um, process uh, entries if if multiple poems come perform, uh, and we'll uh, we'll decline it if you do and ask you to redo it one per one perform. Uh, just uh, it's kind of set up so uh, there's an easy system for us to be able to uh, schedule uh, the ones that we accept to publish, and we can't do that if there's multiple poems. In there. Anyway, just follow the guidelines. Um, that's probably the best advice I could ever give anyone who uh, is seeking advice on uh, on how to get published. Uh, when you're sending work out to any publication, uh, please follow the very specific uh, submission guidelines which that publication has published. Odds are they're different or slightly different than uh, any other publication, and they're all set up speaking as an editor. I hear to help us manage the very large uh, influx of submissions that any editor receives for our publications, whether it's an online publication or a print publication, etc. Um, I've seen, I guess I haven't seen it that much recently, uh, but I remember when I was first submitting work, uh, very often uh, there would be one of the, the items in submission guidelines would specifically say, um, if you do not, if you don't follow any of these guidelines, your submission will be deleted or thrown away unread. Um, again, it's a, you really owe it to the, the the people who you're asking to read your work to uh, consider publishing it to send it in in the format uh, that they ask for. If they say no attachments, 
Don't send attachments. Put it in the body of an email. If they say, put it in a Word doc and don't put it in the body of an email, then put it in a Word doc. If they say, include a third-person bio, then don't write a first-person bio. If they say, your bio has to be a maximum 100 words, then by God, don't send in 105 words. Send in a maximum of 100 words. If they say, send in three poems maximum, then then for sure you should only send in three poems maximum. Um, any any Anytime you stray from the guidelines, uh, uh, it makes the editor, and I'm speaking from personal experience, as an editor, it makes us wonder if you actually read the guidelines um, or if you're just simultaneously sending sub- the same submission off to uh, a bunch of different uh, uh, people at the same time. Uh, there's a phenomenon on Facebook with that, as, as any of you on Facebook who are in any uh, poetry-centric Facebook groups, you've probably seen where someone will, will come along and uh, post a poem in a Facebook group and then post the same exact thing in, in you know five to ten other groups, uh, rapid-fire, all in a row, uh, without actually meaningfully participating in the group or uh, meaning you don't really read anything else that's there, etc. I, I completely understand the desire to get your poetry out to as many people as possible. Um, in fact, that's the mission of the Poetry Superhighway, to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. Uh, but um, again, speaking as an editor, uh, you really owe it to uh, the, the, the people who are you're, you're asking to do this work to follow the guidelines that they send in. Um, all right, so anyway, that's uh, that's Haikuniverse for you. We've been doing that every every day for a couple of years. Oh, I think we also tweet the poems. In case you're on Twitter, uh, you can you can see the 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 poems at twitter.com/slash/haikuniverse. I think, I think we are. I'm doing so many things. I I have no idea uh, what they all are, uh, and I only remember when a deadline comes up and. I have to do it. Well, um, I don't do this this often, but I'm actually going to read a poem for you on on, on the show. Before I do it, I just want to remind you that the uh, number to call in if you'd like to read a poem in the remaining 10 minutes of the show is area code 646-716-7362. Um, please call in. I'd love to have you on the air and hear your poem. Um, in the spirit, sort of, of Holocaust Remembrance Day, there's um, a poet, uh, an Israeli poet, uh, uh, named Zelda, and he passed away about 20 years ago or so, um, who wrote a poem called Each of Us Has a Name, um, which is uh, nine stanzas or so. Um, and this particular poem is uh, has become kind of part of the traditional literature of, um, uh, of, Holoca- of the Holocaust uh, um, ideology. Uh, it's not the right way to put it. Um, of, uh, you know, if there's a Holocaust... Remembrance Day event, in particular in Israel, this poem is often read um, in the original Hebrew in Israel, and it was translated to uh, uh, English by a woman, an an American poet, uh, San Francisco-based, I believe, uh, named Marsha Falk. Um, So check it out. Um, Each of us has a name. Zelda is the name of the poet. I was challenged by a friend of mine uh, who gives me writing assignments uh, uh, every now and then to write uh, another version of it, and I've been uh, on a on a quest the last few years to kind of to look specifically at at different Jewish literature and rewrite it in kind of a modern sensibility. I've ta- I've uh, I've been uh, uh, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but every uh, Friday I've, I've, for the last couple of years I've posted a poem <clears throat> which specifically relates to the Torah portion of the week, 
Um, this year, actually, this uh, Jewish year, um, I, I wrote an entire a poem every week last Jewish year uh, for the Torah portion. This year, I've been writing a haiku um, or seven haiku for each of the parasha. That each story in the Torah is divided up into um, seven parts, and I've been writing a haiku for each part. Anyway, so um, this was kind of a new and challenging assignment because um, I wasn't asked to uh, write an interpretation of an ancient piece of liturgy, um, but um, actually to write a take on a relatively modern poem, at least relatively modern uh, uh, compared to the ancient liturgy, which I've been uh, writing poems after. So each of us has a name, was written uh, probably in the 1950s or 60s by this poet Zelda, um, but certainly after the Holocaust. Um, And um, this poem that I'm going to read now is my response to it. It's not, um, although the person who requested it kind of wanted me to write something for Holocaust Remembrance Day, um, I, it, it didn't really come out as a Holocaust Remembrance Day poem. It's more of just a response to the concept of each of us has a name. Uh, and uh, and further, um, it's, it's really, it's, it was written kind of in the same form that this poet Zelda uh, wrote in that there are nine stanzas and kind of the, each theme of my poem uh, almost uh, is 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 kind of linked to the themes of her her poem. So I, I recommend you check out the original. Each of us has a name, and here is mine. This is called "Each of Us Has a Name" after Zelda. Each of us has a name. You should know what yours is, and if you don't, you may not have been paying attention to your parents. Each of us has a name. It may be Phil or Sarah or Neville or some exotic combination of letters dreamed up in the moments before your birth. Each of us has a name, and it is yours forever. Even if you use the laws to adjust it, the people who knew you first will not adjust with you. Each of us has a name that you can shout from a mountain, and maybe the stars will hear it, or even just one star. Each of us has a name, and like a commandment, you shouldn't take it in vain, or no one will take you seriously. Each of us has a name, which sometimes the people who aren't on your side learn first. It burns on their tongues. Each of us has a name, which we put on our papers, which we sign in our books, which we use to say, look at what we did. Each of us has a name, which goes unspoken by those without language, but they know who you are. Each of us has a name. We dream of lasting longer than our carbon allows. It goes on a stone when we're gone. End poem, as people like to say when they finish reading a poem here on the show sometimes, so there isn't an unusually awkward pause while I wonder whether the poem has actually ended. Uh, again, that's my poem, Each of Us Has a Name. Um, uh, one more spoken word track uh, to uh, take us out. This is called I Drink to Thee. Even though we are from different worlds, for over a decade, by my side, you have always stood, giving up a life, during the light, to be with me in the dark of the night. Me never worrying 
that you would ever flee. Never a complaint, never a harsh word. You never saying anything derogatory, even though you could. So I raise my glass to you in reverence as I drink to thee. This heart I'm not supposed to have. You bring such happiness to my unholy life. You have chosen freely to, on this night, to forever be with me, joining me in this unholy existence. You freely choose to be my wife. So, for your courageous sacrifice, my love, I drink to thee. When I was a living being upon this earth, a toast was a great way to honor someone. Since then, things have really changed. But I do honor you so, the love being the key. You choose the undead to be with me, never again feeling the warmth of the biggest star, the sun. For all the happiness you freely bring to me, darling, I drink to thee. I cannot describe to you what you bring to the undead, the happiness you and I share over everything you decided that you would choose me. So tonight, we become one, you not hesitating to join me. You act as if about this you haven't to care. I raise my glass to you for the love you bring to me. I drink to thee. You, standing before me, you come into my arms. No questions. Now, I inflict the fatal bite. You wanting to be with me. This being your only wish. Your only plea. Entering my world, you show no remorse of any kind of fright. So the warm, dark liquid in my glass I raise to you and I drink to thee. This night will always be remembered as the night in which we became one. I could not say no to you being in my life because this is the way I feel it should be. There is no turning back now as our lives together has begun.
So for this unselfish, loving choice, you freely made, I drink to thee. And I drink to all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to the April 2017 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert. We'll be back uh, May 21st at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern uh, for our next edition of our world, worldwide open reading. I hope you tune in. I hope you call in and read poems. Thanks very much to Alex from Canada, Tina from Kansas, and Michael from Birmingham, Alabama for calling in and reading poems today. Uh, don't forget to check out the uh, Yom HaShoah Holocaust Remembrance Day issue, which is online now, and uh, write some poems for the rest of National Poetry Month. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.